Welcome to that Timmy G podcast with myself, Timmy G. So how have you been? How is uh, coronavirus and the pandemic treating you? And are you returning to work yet? It's been a while since the last podcast. I've rebranded to that Timmy G podcast because it is the Timmy G podcast. Um, back to work. What's happening? Are you going back? Are you wanting to go back? Have you been back? What's it been like? Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Tell me your thoughts, timmyg2001 at gmail.com. So I have returned to work in uh, various forms, as in I've done the odd week here and there for the last few months. Quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, quite like being in the office environment, but does feel a bit daft traveling all that way to sit at a desk and work remotely. Um, and that's my key concern, is that we're going to be made to, to return to the office um, and primarily my work is, is remote, so a bit, bit strange. But I understand it's, uh, you know, it's the London office, it's where we should be, it's where the execs are, and, uh, well, let's just see what happens. But, um, yeah, we'll do what we've got to do, I guess. Um, but are you going to be allowed flexible hours? Are you looking to uh, stay home a couple of days a week and, uh, you know, be, be more present with your family? I think that's the, the key that i found is um, the work-life balance really has been so much better in the last... Uh, What's it been? I guess 18 months. It's, it's just been <clears throat> life changing. Excuse me. It's just been life changing. I mean, self-care, time with family, availability to my colleagues for those that I support in the IT world. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of uh, productivity, and I know everybody says this, but it's true. We are more productive when we are happier and more available when we're not traveling. So there needs to be a sensible discussion, an adult discussion about this for people and i hope that for you you you're getting um, a solution that works for you um did you fear going back into the office you know have you been one of these people that have been quite concerned about the pandemic you know are you are you worried about it um for me i wasn't too concerned i work in central london it was going to be busy but i drove in every day i've been quite fortunate in that my company has provided parking for uh the, the short term so i've been driving in not ideal from an ecological standpoint i would say um the train's so expensive i'll come to that but um yeah i've been driving in parking in central london and doing my work um and it's been fun i mean, quite enjoyed it uh, as i said it's uh, i haven't worried i took a face mask i didn't wear one in the office nobody was um people were very much back to normal we've got signage we've got one-way systems nobody really um, is too worried. Everyone's getting on with what they need to do. But are you taking any precautions? What are you doing? Um, do you have a pet? I have a dog. I have a Labrador. She's beautiful. She's a rescue dog. We've never had issues or with separation or anxiety or all this before. Uh, but she doesn't like being left now. She's had people in the house this whole time. And now the moment we go out for an hour or two, she's, uh, she's getting worried. And that's a shame because we're going to have to build that back up and you know, I think we, we would leave her for up to four hours before, uh, which she was happy with. She literally would just sleep. She'd get a good walk before work. She'd have a great sleep while we're not here. Nice, peaceful, you know, time of, on her own and then get a good walk in the evening. Um, but, uh, yeah, she seems to be a little bit more on the nervous side now. Likes, uh, likes having the company, it seems. Um, what have you been doing for lunches going back to work? This is a big thing on the nutrition side for me. Um, the fact of being at home and being able to just eat what I want to eat or prepare and cook what I want to prepare 
and having it available to me, having the supermarket or the farm shop or the produce available to create something that's more whole food, nutritious, you know how it's being cooked, what it's being cooked with, you know that it's not being cooked in some horrible oil, um, you know, that's inflammatory and, and, and detrimental to your health. Um, and that's been a massive thing. I love that so much. And that often I'll just cook a dinner on, on the evening and have that the next day. And I used to do that in the office, to be fair. But there would be numerous times a week that I would go in and I would have forgotten my lunch or just didn't fancy it. And I'd go to Pret or I'd go to Itsu or I'd go to Eat. Not that they're there anymore. Um, and you could spend five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pounds. And uh, yeah, that's been uh, that's been a real bonus. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that. Coming up this next couple of weeks, I've got a gig to go to with my daughter, 14 years old, and she loves Youngblood. And I said, yeah, I'll go. Um, not sure I'm going to fit in at such a concert, but I'm, I'm you know, I like, I, I grew up as an indie kid. I, I love live music, so I'm really looking forward to it, especially for her because she loves music so much. Started playing the guitar, really into it. And, uh, you know, it was cancelled last year, so it was a rescheduled gig. Really excited when we got the date through and then realised that actually it's when we are away. Uh, we're going to be in Cornwall. So the gig is in London and we've decided that because it was rescheduled and we missed out the year before, I've said it's fine. Look, we'll drive back, we'll park in London, we'll go to the gig, grab a couple of hours kip in the car or in the office or somewhere and then drive back down to Cornwall for the next day. But I don't know if there's a concern of that because cases are quite high at the moment, Delta variant and all that business. Everyone's a bit worried. You know, it's spreading quite easily. Do we want to be inside in a venue where everyone's screaming, shouting, singing, dancing? Because that's what it's going to be and, and how it should be. I mean, I want her to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it. You know, I'm looking forward to going to a gig. It's been so long. Love live music. But um, is there concern? Do you, you know, are you concerned? Would you go to a gig now? You know, we, if you were offered, I mean, there's so many people that I'd love to see. And you think, well, maybe this is my opportunity because if they're touring, there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to go, right? And uh, there's going to be a lot of people away as well in the summer, I guess, because people haven't had a chance to go away the, in previous years, in, like last year. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be great. It'll be a good opportunity to go and see, a, see some live music. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. But would you go? And the cinema. I haven't been to the cinema in, in, in probably the best part of two years now. Um, are you happy going to the cinema now? Do you want to go and sit next to people? Would you sit there wearing a mask? Do you, you know, I want to feel comfortable. I can't stand wearing masks. I've got to be honest with you. I'll do it because I think it's the right thing to do in certain environments. But um, I hate wearing them. Absolutely hate it. And I hate the fact that you can't see people's expressions. And I hate the fact that children and babies and, and the young that are developing aren't seeing their parents' expression. And, yeah, it's, you know, school kids in, in classes. It's just, you know, it, I get it. It's, it's the right thing. I understand it. But I just, I don't like it. Um, I'd like to go to a football match as well, um, but I do hear that a lot of people caught COVID while they were at Wembley. I know of a couple of people myself, uh, some who went to the game, uh, one who just went for celebrations outside. So would you go to a football match now? I would like to go and see Luton Town at the Kenny. But um, would I go? There's a game today, actually. Portsmouth uh, at home, friendly next week, pre-season friendly against Brighton. Would love to go. Was all set to book tickets and then thought, going away in a couple of weeks. Not sure that's a good idea. Um, don't want to get pinged now, do we? How is the nutrition going for everybody? Um, real food? Are you eating less, doing some intermittent fasting? Are you eating local? How many times a day do you have the urge to eat? 
I was thinking about this the other day. Everyone's saying, oh, food production. We need to produce more food. There, you know, there isn't enough food for people. We need technologies and we need to develop things. And it's like, there is that. And it's undoubtedly an issue. But there's also an issue that we just eat too much and too frequently. How about we just have two or three meals a day? I mean, actually, you say three meals a day, but for the amount of energy expenditure that most people put out these days, sitting at desks, and if you're working from home, you're not walking anywhere to travel. You know, uh, when I walked, when I went to the London on train, I would be walking to the station, walking from the station down to the office. That's like a 35 minute walk, doing the walk along uh, the platforms to the car from the car. So maybe we just don't need to eat as much as we think we do. Maybe that needs reviewing. Maybe, maybe three meals a day is too much. Now, not if you're exercising or if you're in good shape or you're, if you're, you know, you're hungry and you feel like you need that level of nutrition. Absolutely. But maybe we just snack too much. I mean, I, I do it myself. I'm guilty of and have been for a long time. And it's something that I consciously have to control is, you know, not eating too much too often, too frequently. I feel like I'm constantly hungry. Now, a lot of that comes from the type of foods we eat. We, we eat foods that generate hunger. And especially if there's any um, additives, preservatives, uh, the ultra processed foods with the oils and, and this sort of thing. And, and it, you know, the salty and the sweet taste and the fats and the carbohydrates and the sugar. And if you eat that, you are undoubtedly going to want to eat more and more. And it's, it's always on your mind. When's my next meal? Where do I get my next snack? I see it in the kids constantly grazing, looking at the fridge, looking at the cupboards, looking for the next hit. And it's like, wow, you know, what if we just ate when we had to eat? You just fueled yourself and moved on. And there are certain people that can do that. I know people that uh, I know people that who literally will eat and it's an inconvenience. They don't want to eat. They just have to eat because otherwise they die. And it's like, oh, my God, I love food. I love eating. I love the whole process. I love the smells. I love the textures. I love the taste. Um, you know, some people are foodies. Some people are not. Uh, I get that. But what I do think is, is something that struck me recently is that people that can stop and don't overeat and don't overindulge find it difficult to understand those that do and it's always the perception of oh you're just greedy or you know come off that so put the put the sandwich down put the crisp down but actually it's a little bit more than that and, and how do you stop yourself from over consuming how do you get control because that's that's the golden tip right i mean there's all these weight watchers and slim fast and all these different diet techniques and diets that you can go on keto and carnivore and you know all this stuff but it's like that's not the answer the answer is satiety i think the answer is controlling the hunger i think if you stop the hunger that's the perfect solution right because you're just not going to eat sometimes you will sometimes you'll, you'll you'll crave something but more often than not when you eat real unprocessed whole food you don't crave it. it. It goes away and you can get on with your day. And also if you're busy and you're mindful, and that's something that I found recently as well, is uh, is, is finding things to, to, to keep your time filled. So, uh, you know, with work, if you're outside of work, what are you going to do? You know, I'm at the moment, I'm trying to read more. I'm trying to do some yoga because of my mobility and flexibility could do with improving. Um, we're doing the Zoom hit workouts every week, still three times a week when possible. If I'm in the office, we sometimes drop one a week bike rides we're doing that i'm doing london's brighton off-road bike ride which is 70 miles off-road on a mountain bike really looking forward to doing it but been training recently and my goodness 
I don't know how I'm going to do 70 miles off-road on a mountain bike. And not because I don't know if I'm going to have the energy, but because it hurts my ass so much. Oh, my word. So could do with some tips on that. If you've got any tips on comfortable saddles on a mountain bike, please send them in, timmyg2001 at gmail.com. So we went out last week, three of us, thought we'd go for a 40, well, actually we were targeting a 50-mile bike ride. So we picked up the Icknield Way and, and off we went, cycling happily along. And in about 20 miles, we were just cycling past a field, just down the side of a field. Uh, and all of a sudden, the bike, my bike stopped and I didn't. And um, yeah, over the handlebars, bike flipped, I flipped, took a heavy fall, cut my arm, swollen, grazed, cut, knees cut, banged the side, uh, ribs are hurting even now today they are this is a, a week later uh, banged my head incredibly hard and I tell you what folks if you don't wear a helmet when you cycle please do because I genuinely think that may have saved my life or saved a serious illness uh, injury last week genuinely it hurt so much I hit it so hard um, and it turned out there was a pothole by the side of the field just covered in long grass nobody saw it guy behind me in fact tried to break um, did break, slowed down, but he still flipped uh, as well, hurt his ribs as well. So, yeah, that wasn't so successful. Um, but I got back on, when was that? That was last Saturday. On Thursday this week, I went back out. I did 35 miles early morning prior to the uh, the heat, um, but it did get very hot. Um, actually came across a naked rambler, which was a bit bizarre. He's, he's apparently, he's, he's renowned around here. Um, don't know why that's allowed, but guy walking his dog around the fields, um, and uh, yeah, kind of, you know, cycling up behind him, and I was like, hang on, <laughs> seriously think that's an ass in front of me? Um, and it was, he, you know, happily walking along, older gentleman just strolling down the field with his with his dog, no problem, you know, swinging in the breeze, one man and his dong, happy as anything. Eyes straight ahead, straight past him. Good morning, off I went. You know, each to their own, I say. But uh, yeah, there you go. So. That's interesting as well is the nutrition for cycling because I'm trying to eat less carbohydrates right now because I don't feel like I tolerate them very well. So I still believe in eating real whole food carbohydrates. So I eat a lot of fruit and vegetables, mainly vegetables, some fruit. Um, I go for the lower glycemic uh, index fruits. So um, I prefer to stick to berries. Um, which I love, and I do smoothies, and 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 I, you know, and I'm 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 doing well on that front. But of course, when you're cycling a long distance and you need to keep your muscles fueled, unless you're completely fat adapted and keto, and and you've made that switch completely, which I do think gives you really good stable energy. But I would say it's difficult to get there and maintain it. Some people love it. I don't disagree with it. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. But for me, I enjoy the flexibility of meals and carbohydrates and so I have to fuel up for these runs uh, these cycles so I I tend to do porridge or I do Greek yogurt with berries and uh, flaxseed and uh, seeds nuts you know trying to get some calories in um, I have bought some uh, Vela Forte um, nutrition bars which are actually genuinely lovely um, uh, but but it's hard because then I feel like it's generating hunger um, and it's 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 taking me out of whack of, of my of my weekly uh, sort of routine of eating. And then does that make me really hungry when I get back after 45 miles? I've burnt a couple of thousand calories, and then I think, oh my gosh, I've got to eat, I've got to eat. 
uh, I'm ravenous and then it sort of sends me into a bit of a spiral. So I have to be really conscious, really calm and just get home and say, right, what am I going to have? You know, when I've got any of those, first thing, just an apple. Just have an apple and, uh, you know, like a, a large drink and just stop for a minute. Because, pre, pre, you know, prior training sessions, I've come in and literally just gone, boom, bread, bagel, bacon, cheese, boom, everything. Because I'm starving. I've cycled 45 miles so I can eat whatever I like. And it doesn't do your gut any good, um, waste nor uh, the other end. So yes, that's something to consider. Uh, I've been studying actually um, a course, nutrition coaching course, because I am fascinating in nutrition and I do want to help those around me, friends and family, um, and maybe one day, who knows, make some money out of it by helping people. Um, so it's been a good online course. I'm still um, still in, in in the throes of it and thoroughly enjoying it learned so much um really do think there's going to be a huge market for this in the future um, and i spoke about this before in terms of you know the health of our nation and i saw a, a, an article in the telegraph today about the government they're currently drafting up a plan for rewarding people scanning what they shop you know what they buy what do they buy fruits and vegetables do they buy healthy things i mean they mentioned buying low calorie stuff which clearly isn't the right way to go but you know at least it's on the radar and someone somewhere is thinking about it but the cynic in me thinks oh it's it's about who can make money out of this um you know it's not about helping people but i hope it is i genuinely hope it is because there is a serious problem you know we were seriously affected by the pandemic and when you look around and you look at the the, the obesity crisis in this country and it is a crisis and people do need to wake up and i'm still overweight myself you know i've still got a hundred centimeter waist um which is absolutely driving me crazy but it's getting there i'm building muscle and i am leaning up but instead of doing a crazy diet it's coming down slowly and i will be at uh, a more optimal shape and size and weight in the not too distant future but um what do we do so uh yeah i think it's a good idea what do you think do you, do you think people should have an app that they can track what they're eating and then have uh, maybe nutrition coaches maybe maybe the government fund people like me when qualified you know put me in, in in charge of a group of people and say right help them out guide them eat real food um make sensible choices don't overeat overeat sorry um intermittent fasting get good fiber variation in your diet have 30 at least 30 variations of uh of foods in your diet mix it up for your for your gut microbiome and make sure you've got a healthy healthy gut um it's coming like this is the hot topic and will be for years to come the cost to the nhs clearly is overwhelming the demand on the service for obesity is now clearly overwhelming and we can't have the numbers that are having limbs amputated through dietary choices and lifestyle continue we, we just can't i mean if you just sit and think about i, don't, I think it's 30 people a week and don't quote me because I may have misquoted that. It may, may, may be different. But I'm pretty sure I read something along the lines of 30 people in the UK per week have a limb amputated through type 2 diabetes and, you know, from their lifestyle and their nutrition. How on earth can that possibly happen? It, it's just insane. Um, so there are ways of stopping it and there are people that are helping. And, and in particular, there's an incredible GP 
called Dr. David Unwin and his practice has just celebrated um, the hundredth person that has reversed their type two diabetes, which is an incredible achievement. And they've done it through lifestyle and through like knowledge bombs, sharing and support. And that's incredible. That's incredible. And it saved an absolute fortune in medications and treatments and everything. Now, maybe that's the problem. Maybe there are certain aspects of this world that don't want that to happen. You know, medical procedures, someone's got to pay for them somewhere and all the medication and, you know, everything all around that costs money and generates wealth for people and jobs. But you can't do that at the cost of your society. You can't let them get into such a state that that they have to have this treatment. It, it, it just shouldn't happen. And hopefully, um, hopefully this is a, a, a good way of doing it. And, and yeah, congratulations to doc, doc, Dr. David Unwin, because that's incredible. 100 people reverse their type 2 diabetes. And this is an illness, remember, that a lot of GPs have said is uh, incurable. Um, chronic, incurable, and irreversible. And yet in a, shoot, in a few short months, people are reversing their type 2 diabetes. Uh, I do a real food call um, once a week, and the group on there, you know, three, three, at least three people on there have reversed their type 2 diabetes. Incredible. All through food choices and lifestyle. Moving more, eating real food, and avoiding all those foods. I say foods, the ultra-processed foods, the fake foods, the foods that cause inflammation and all the illnesses and the need for medications, remove them from your diet and just watch what happens. It's incredible. But uh, it's hard to stop eating ultra-processed food. We've said this, it's, in, it's incredibly hard. Even I now, having studied this course, have some days where I, I will go, oh, i just got to have a bag of crisps or oh, there's biscuits in the cupboard. I'm just going to have a cup or a cup of tea because the old me loves that, you know? sit there and eat some chocolate hobnobs with a cup of tea yes please but you know what does it do afterwards and there's the guilt you feel awful why did i eat that why am i eating it while you're eating it but your brain's going oh my god this is so good it's not real food it's just it's, it's an addiction right it has to be it has to be treated in the same way as other addictions um and i know that there are people out there who can moderate and there are there are people who can say i'll have two biscuits and a cup of tea and that's all i have in an evening or after dinner and actually i'm quite fine with that and it's no problem and then there are the other people like me who will eat one or two chocolate hobnobs and then go hmm i've got the taste for that just have one more and another one and you know tell you what just open that cupboard door so the kids can't see me take another one and where does it go? Like it goes to the empty, empty biscuit barrel. That's where it goes. And the guilt and then the inflammation and the weight gain and, and, and the ill health. And actually nowadays, because I've cleaned up my diet so much, if I do eat such foods, I feel like I have a hangover the, the following day. I literally feel like I have a hangover and it's awful. So trying my hardest to um, avoid all that, uh, staying well clear. And um, yeah, so... That's what we have to do. That is what we have to do. So let me just check my notes where I'm at. Ah, yes, indeed. 
the government incentive well it's a great idea but not just that i think the other thing we need to do is we have to target schools we have to target children we have to stop them eating the ultra processed food we have to stop them eating the 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 junk at school that's being served to them we have to stop them going in with the crappy packed lunches we have to stop them walking over the road and getting takeaways or deliveroos and dominoes and like all this stuff it's fine in moderation they say but the problem is it isn't moderation anymore the problem is is they want it all the time it might have been us growing up we would have a mcdonald's birthday party but that might have been the only mcdonald's you had in six months i've got a rule here i don't stop my kids from having mcdonald's but i have a i have a loose rule because i can't guarantee that i stick to it all the time but my rule is that my kids are allowed a mcdonald's every quarter and I think that's acceptable they would want one every week if they could because they love it of course but they're also beginning to understand that it isn't food and it isn't optimal and it isn't doing them any good so you know in the schools we need to start with well first of all we need to teach them what food is we need to teach them where it comes from how to grow it we need allotments we need school allotments we need to get their fingers dirty they need to be able to learn what what different fruits and vegetables look like smell like taste like they need to cook with them they need to know how to put things into a combination and a recipe that creates a filling fortified not fortified sorry uh, uh, filling and a nutritious uh, meal and if you can do that you can take it home and feed your family with it you know i don't want my kids to come home with a cake they've made where they've had to take in a litre of vegetable oil, which has happened in the past, which I think about now. I mean, I didn't know just how toxic vegetable oil was then. I would never have agreed to that. The schools have to do something. They have to do something. I heard a place that has stopped serving salad. I get it. They don't sell it. They throw it away. So why why, why indeed offer it if it doesn't get eaten? But what does that mean? It means that the kids now eat a slice of pizza, a sausage roll, fries, wedges, just beige, horrible, just a horribly nutritionless food. Um, so we have to get the kids on board. We have to get them, you know, um, enthusiastic about health and, and food and farming and growing and just the whole experience. And if we can do that, we can bring this generation through and we can stop with all the junk. You know, we have to. We have to do it. So we're trying um you know the kids the kids we, we encourage the kids to cook my daughter made the most amazing bolognese from scratch we've got some mints from the butchers she put all fresh ingredients in it no sauces from tins uh, tin tomatoes yes but you know fresh tomatoes as well and you know all the herbs and spices and you know one key ingredient she she wanted the red wine and she wouldn't make it without it so you know but but the passion she wanted to do it and she enjoyed the process and do you know what we enjoyed eating the food so much more because it had been made with love and care and it was actually for my wife's birthday she was so keen she came home from school and the first thing she said when we walked through the door was have you got all the ingredients i want to make the bolognese tonight for mum's dinner and that's what we should be encouraging because that that just made my heart melt i was like yes we're getting somewhere it's not a case of it's mum's birthday, let's go to McDonald's or let's get Domino's. It was, let me make a meal. And then we sat around and had that meal together as a family and engaged as a family. And that is priceless. And that is what we need to encourage. And if we can do that, brilliant. 
Um, I want to bring up the subject of breathing, controlled breathing, mindfulness, and um, I guess meditation. So about a month ago, I guess it was, I was having a bit of a wobble on the food front and I was a little bit out of control. And I always say it's a bit like a snowball. It just, it just builds and builds once you, you know, once it's created, once that problem's there, it just builds. And so um, I was uh, recommended some breathing exercises, just two minutes a night. So I thought, oh, I've never done it. What's that all about? That's, that's some hippie Zen stuff that, you know, what's that going to do? Um, I'll tell you what it does. It changes everything. And I cannot endorse it enough. So I wear a Fitbit and on the Fitbit, it has the mindfulness app and on the mindfulness app. And I think most smartwatches or uh, smartphone apps have it now. You can just set like a two minute of uh, meditation breathing and it, it, a circle sort of dilates and um, you breathe, you know, you breathe in and out uh, according to the to the circle, the size. And um, it's just brilliant. Two minutes of stillness before bed has really, really made me sleep better feel calm and actually i do it if i'm in the car i have a bit of a you know weird rule that if i get stuck at traffic lights i just start deep breathing just slow in slow out um or uh on the motorway you know i i used to be one of those guys that be on the motorway 80 miles an hour uh, 70 miles an hour sorry <laughs> um fast lane come on get out of the way let's get there let's get there let's get there used to do that every time i drove everywhere and um didn't really think that it was causing any sort of chronic stress or um you know, any, any, anything detrimental to my health. But now I just cruise and I just go with the traffic flow and I don't get angry if, um, if there's a, you know, if someone cuts me up or someone wants to cut in, it's like, you know what, if someone wants to go in front of me, that's fine, you go. Uh, it's no issue. Um, if, uh, if someone does something wrong or if I do something wrong myself, I don't get angry. You know, how many times have you done something, you missed a turning and you smash the, the, the steering wheel? Damn it, like, that's added 10 minutes to my journey, you idiot. Oh, now I'm going to Well, that's just a thought, right? It's the thought in your mind that is telling you that's how you should react. So what if you change that thought and go, okay, I've missed that junction. I've now added 10 minutes to my journey. Um, no problem. So what's the flip side of that? What's, what's the, what, what could be a positive? Well, maybe, maybe it means that you get 10 minutes extra to listen to that really great podcast that you've been listening to, or a song will come on the radio that you haven't heard for years. And it invokes a memory of maybe your uh, wedding dance or, you know, a great memory with friends out as a youngster or, and you think, Oh, I haven't had that for years. And so there has to be positive spin that you can put on things and not allow things to get you to the point where your blood boils and you get frustrated. You know, you miss your train or you, you know, train gets cancelled or it's just a thought. Flip the thought. That's just what we have to do. And it's taken me a long time to understand that. A huge long time. I just, I couldn't, you know, my reaction to everything was ah, frustration so frustrated and it, you know yes it does still happen but now I'm, I I try and stop myself and I'm present and I go right hang on a sec like what has made me so frustrated and how can I change that is there a better way and it's good if you've got children because it stops you from blowing up and I wish I wish I'd been the person that had done this 14 years ago when my daughter was born I wish I was calm then because I was so stressed with the job in London and the hours and the commuting and then the sleepless nights and the, oh gosh, it was like everything just made me feel just so tense and so angry and so annoyed and frustrated. And now I just think, oh, 
you know, have I, as that characteristic in me, have I, have I developed that in my children? Because they just saw me getting frustrated so easily. And actually, there is, there are so many easy ways to be calm. It's just a thought, the thought that makes you feel like that's how you need to react. Well, that's how you think you need to react. But just flip the thought. Flip, flip what you need to do. What's going to make you feel happier? Um, yoga's making me feel happier. I love it. I never thought I'd do yoga either. I tell you, this is uh, 46 years old this week, and I'm I'm well into yoga. I'm not very good at it. I'm the most inflexible person in the world, I feel. But 20 minutes in the morning, um, get my mate Flo on the video, and that's it. It's just stretching, meditation, gratitude. There's another thing gratitude in the morning when you do your stretches or you just have your two minutes breathing in the sunlight uh, particularly in the summer that's been a nice thing go outside and have my first drink of the day I sit in the sunlight and just just sit there and think about the day think about what I want to achieve think about what I'm thankful for what I'm grateful for the fact that I woke up to enjoy another day that's always a bonus um and, and think about what you want to achieve in that day. How, you know, plan out your day. Think, right, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Now, don't, don't, get, don't set yourself up so that you then get stressed if it doesn't come to, to fruition. But at least you've got a target for the day. And you just, you know, you have a bit of a mind map and you think, okay, this is where we're going today. This is what I want to achieve. I'm thankful that I've achieved what I have so far. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. And the love that is around me. And I know it sounds all hippie and zen. I know it does. But it genuinely works. I swear. Um, it's just nice to feel happier and positive. It's just a better way to be. Um, so, yeah, give it a try. And if you do, if you try it and it changes or you just find it's a ridiculous thing, drop me a note, timmyg2001 at gmail.com. Same as if you want to join in the Zoom three times a week. We do a Wednesday at 6. If I'm not in the office, we do a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And we do a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. It's not coaching. I'm not a trained sports profession um, professional. But what I am is someone who will motivate you and encourage you to exercise regularly, uh, which we all know brings great benefits in both mental and physical health. So if you want to join in, you don't have to have your camera on, sign up, drop me a note um, by all means we can have a chat beforehand and uh, you just do that you do the exercises to your ability and uh, it's just a nice you know I call it a movement of movement um, it's a movement of people getting together to perform movement to enhance your mental and your physical health and uh, it's it's again been a game changer I no longer subscribe to a gym uh, I do everything from home, I do more walking, I do kettlebell, I do dumbbells, I have a barbell, uh, we do bodyweight exercises, I try and keep it simple because I know that people don't have a lot of equipment at home, so yeah, it's just a nice thing that, that we enjoy and uh, by all means join us, um, drop me a line. Um, but regarding staying calm, tell you one thing, I just cleaned the bathroom and here's the thing, how is it, right, when you go to a hotel, and you walk into a bathroom, it's immaculate. You don't see, you don't see hairs. You don't see, like, mark. It's incredible. When I clean the bathroom, it's like I'm just shifting hair around. Now I don't know whether we're just a really hairy family or whether I'm just a really crap cleaner. But 
Um, maybe my, that's my next YouTube subject. Uh, how, how learn how to clean a bathroom. So uh, any tips, let me know. Um, and also, don't let your 14-year-old um, hoover on herself uh, on her own because she hoovers everything. She hoovers up the bedroom, and it's in it's everything from uh, hair bubbles to um, socks to wrappers uh, and every single time she uses the hoover it's blocked i've just gone to hoover upstairs doesn't work i now need to try and dismantle it again for about the eighth time uh, and find out what's jamming it this time so you know what but i'm not gonna get for i'll be honest with you i did get frustrated but i realized i was getting frustrated and i stepped away and i took a few moments and after this is done, I'm going to go back, fix it. Lucky me, I get to hoover the house. So anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's uh, just nonsense. Me standing, walking around in the cabin, chatting nonsense. And uh, hopefully uh, some of it resonates and, and, and you can be positive in your week and go ahead with some good nutrition, some good movements, um, some good mental practice. Good luck if you're going back to the office. Good luck if you are working from home still. Maybe you're not enjoying that process. Drop me a line. Let me know. Um, so yeah, all the best, stay happy and stay healthy and I will speak to you soon.